You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. All right, guys, we're back. Still here with Ruben and Evan, and we're just talking talking some cabinet stuff now. Um, you guys were discussing, like, different coatings and stuff. Yeah. So what, what do you use out there? So um, we, we shoot solvent. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-catalyzed lacquers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we shoot a, a waterborne alkyd, like yeah. the water base you're talking about. So a lot of Linmar. Okay. Um, yeah, Ultralac. Linmar. Yeah. Um, and then we use, I've shot Renner. Um, mm-hmm. I've shot Centurion wood coatings. We're using a product called Evo. By Gemini. By Gemini. Yeah, I've shot um, And we're using, uh, starting next week, Ecro. Ecro, yeah, yeah. I've heard that one too, yeah. Um, it's kind of like, out of all the ones we're talking about, I think Ecro is kind of like the Lamborghini package. Okay paint mm-hmm. um not that those others don't spray great it's the, again process the prep and then what you're spraying with yeah we spray either with a, a aerosis diaphragm and a nest eye water okay or we spray with a, uh, all of our lacquers with a tritech okay it's easy to airless you know, yeah. exactly um and we've had <clears throat> excuse me a lot of success with uh, those two machines mm-hmm. um you know started sp- spraying lacquer when i didn't know no better with the hvlp Mm-hmm. Yeah, why there was a ton of dust yeah. in the kitchen. That's when like I didn't like. Heating it up, yeah. <laughs> we just had that issue in the last kitchen we did last week. We were spraying, because my guys use HVLPs, because we transition from tubs to kitchens, tubs to kitchens. So instead of having a bunch of different setups, we use the HVLP with the uh, PPS 2.0 system, right. with the, the vacuum cup. Uh, and we were, th- we're, we're painting this cup, and I didn't realize that turbine's getting so hot, it's causing the, the paint to cure Yep. Inside, not just because there's a micro liner that that paint's going to get filtered through up until it receives into the chamber of the gun. Um, it was drying so fast, it was drying in the chamber of the gun and dropping solids onto the doors. Right. And and we were trying to figure it out and go through everything. So we're actually transitioning. Uh, we're in the process of transitioning all of our cabinet painting to airless only for that exact reason because the HVLPs are just getting too hot. What are you, um, system are you using? We use Fuji's. Okay. So I have like Fuji Mini Mite Fours, a Mini Mite Three, the Q Five. I tried all the different Fujis. Uh, my favorite's the Mini Mite Four. Me okay. too. It's like the that in between of portability because the Q Five is too damn. It's just big and bulky. It's quiet, uh, but I don't care about noise as much as I care about like you know the the day to day of carrying shit in and out of the house and space too. And then uh, now we use the GX Nineteen Pro. That that's an airless system. It's by Graco. It's okay. a fine finish airless system. It's got the hopper. Yeah, it's got the little hopper, so it's a little bit easier to clean. Um, that's what we're painting those headboards with. Okay. So my process now is transitioning my guys from their experience with an HVLP. You know, that's a different output than an airless system. Yeah, so that, yeah, so you need to. So I'm gonna in the process right now this week of transitioning into Centurion products because uh, the solvent base we've mastered it. We got it down. But I'm looking to deliver that next level service to the customer, right? So when we're in their spraying in their house, they're not smelling all these chemicals. Right. You know, it, it doesn't last long. It only lasts a couple hours, but still, right. even if you don't have to, it's better for the techs. You know, they're not inhaling all the, the solvent-based fumes right. and, and shit like that. Um, but, you know, you have to be more careful now because with the solvent-based paints, you can clean the machines with acetone. Everything's a little more compatible mm-hmm. when you're going back and forth from tubs to, to cabinet. With the water base, can't mix that. No. Everything's got to be separate. Yeah, separate. yeah everything's got to be separate. Be careful, man. I made the mistake of spraying with the Nesti water. It's a thirty-five hundred dollar machine. Mm-hmm. I got the low, I got the 
little boy. Yeah. And uh, I was spraying waterborne. Okay. No, I was spraying, I'm sorry, I was spraying lacquer. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I'm going to switch to waterborne. And I did not clean that thing properly. Mm-hmm. And it cost me $900 to change the pump. Yep. That That's was recently. I, that was just a few months ago. Yep. That's why I haven't done it. I have a, I have a GX19 Pro that we've only shot water base out of. And I've been wanting it, like, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's going to ruin the pump. Yeah, I mean, for what you're doing, um, the amount of work that you're doing, mm-hmm. you just get another machine, man. Don't worry about it. Have one in the yeah. shop. Or one on, on That's the exactly floor. what I'm going to do. I'm going to just buy another one. Right. But I don't have that much experience with Airless. So the GX19 Pro is the first uh, system, the setup that we've used. I like it so far, but I've heard the Tri-Techs are great. Tri-Techs are great. Um, I, I know a guy in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Alan Barra, Barra uh, Cavalry Finishing. That dude is awesome. Is it worth the price difference? I think I dropped around 12 for the GX19 Pro. Yeah. Um, how much did the, the Tri-Tech cost you? It cost me 1800 T5 is what yeah, I Yeah, that. T5, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been considering because, you know, we got employees now. So I'm, I'm worried about buying a Tri-Tech system, giving it to some guy, and him not giving a shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'll care, but I'm not spraying anymore. So uh, that's something that I'm considering when buying these platforms is what's the best bang for my buck and if I need to replace because I know the GX19 Pro you can get a new pump for about 500 bucks, right? And instead of having to replace the whole system, you just disassemble the pump, switch it out. And I mean, you seem to have you know you seem to have the pulse of your guys just from talking to you. Yeah. And so you know, what's my number one saying about messing stuff up? Oh yeah, it's coming out your check. That's, that's what I haven't done yet. Now, I talked to Danny about I'm, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. I, a little I've, too nice. I've done it before, though. Well, neglect, straight neglect. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I have no appetite yeah. for that, man. Yeah. We're here to, to, to do a job. The customer deserves a professional job. You have to, you need to do the job in my standards, not yeah. yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so, um, you know, if you're going to just be abusing the equipment, now, mm-hmm. now when none of us can make money, mm-hmm. right? I mean, come on. That's an issue I'm having right now. My turbines are keep going out. Not yeah, there. those are just turbine yeah, build issues, though. Filters, bro. Yeah. I feel like they make turbines so bad now. Right. Like, the HVLP systems, because I grew up in this business. So, like, my parents and shit, like, they they used to get the uh, the cap spray, like, 9100, 9800, those metal ones, the fucking tanks. I got one. Bro, last forever. Those new Titans? They go out quick. A year. If you're uh, lucky, you know, bro. I've yeah. had one since 2017. Turbine just started shutting off. You get, mm-hmm. but you know what happens is like I I've consistently had this issue even with brand new ones. The switch burns out. Yeah. The Why does that switch. happen? Well, a lot of times because guys are cutting it off with their foot. I just uh, oh you know, my you god. Stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. I've learned that yeah. the hard way. I was cutting it off with my. But that foot. goes back to what you're saying about guys not taking care of shit right. too. So like I try to make shit dummy proof, like he's talking about. Like I get Fuji's. Number one, they're cheap. Two, they do the job, and like. I just don't like their guns, man. I don't like their. Really? I, I, I have. Uh, Tyler uses the, the Fuji, but it's because he used to work with Jonathan. Yeah, one of his guys yeah. used to work for me. Yeah. I had to a, fire him. Yeah. And then I hired him. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he actually had to fire this guy because he, he just got a little crazy. He didn't want to show up on time and shit. Thought it was a joke. Um, and he was one of my top guys. So I couldn't allow that. You know, that if he starts doing that, everyone's going to start doing that shit. Yeah. So it was unfortunate. Like, I invested in this individual. But. Uh, you know, he, he needed a job and Danny ended up being closer to him. So Danny came to me and was like, yo, this guy's asking me for a job. I was like, man, fuck that. Hire him, bro. I was like, mm-hmm. we'll still get my, my fucking investment out of him. No, we're not, it's not going to just be a waste. Cause if, if he, Danny doesn't hire him, a competitor is going to hire him. Right. Cause that guy's skilled, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, he knows his shit. And yeah. the thing is too, is like, it's like he said, man, it's like, 
it's not anything personal. It's just like a lot of these guys don't understand that like them as the top guy showing out makes all the other guys think, well, if he's doing it, well, then I could do that shit. And the closer they are with the person, and I know this, it, 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 the, the more they think they could be lenient. Yeah. So like, you know, like if they know that you're his son and you're fucking around and they see that, they're going to be like, oh, well, he could do that shit. So I could do that. You, you have no I'll tolerance for it. That's why you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I learned. I've only been in business three years. So my crew, you know, you know how it is when you're, when you're in the field with these guys, everything can get personal. You're mm-hmm. grinding together. You're working hard together. Yeah. You're collecting, right. you're going through the struggles. Um, he was my second guy and, uh, he was there. He was there for me when I was collecting a check and paying as we collected that check on that kitchen, I was sending pay like, Oh, thank God we finished today. Cause I was about to miss pay. You know what I mean? So he was there for that. So that when you come up from that to now we're getting these commercial properties and, and you know, things and we got more people involved, uh, you take those old mindsets, which you like back when we were little youngsters, it's not like that no more. You need no. to tighten up. Um, and you know, he, he, I ended up letting him go, but now he's over here delivering a professional service. He for might've got his mind. Right? Yeah. He got, you know, it's people too. So that's something we've learned is you're dealing with people. Right. Like he could, it could be any reason. It's not that he's a bad person. It's just that shit happens. Right. And but I'm glad that we were able to pr- protect the investment because he got years of, of direct hands on training with me and could have been lost to a competitor out there making someone else money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, it, he's a good worker. He works hard. Like everything, everything you'd want an employee, he shows up, yep. has not taken one day off. Like, yep. since and, you know, like things like that. Um, but it's like he said, man, like, you know. Just because like something might have happened between them two doesn't mean that like you can't make it you know, personal. Obviously, I, I I asked him. I was like, "Yo, are you cool with this?" Because some people just won't be. But he was cool with it, and he had nothing that, you know but nice things to say about him, and vice versa. And I sent him to drop off material one day at a job he was at, <laughs> and I didn't tell Tyler, and he pulled up, and they hugged, and they talked like they were just boys yesterday. You know what I mean? Got to keep moving, man. So That's it. you know, little things like that happen and shit. But so for tubs, you guys, you said you use top coat. What do you use uh, like? Turbine wise for like HVLP. Um, so you know I got a Graco 9.0 at four stage. I got plenty of cap sprays. I got a CS 8100. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just recently bought an Apollo mm-hmm. okay. five stage, like the Cadillac. Yeah, right? the nice one. And um, I don't like their gun. It's just too fancy. It's too much. You know, yeah. yeah, and I like a gun that I can break down quick. I can fix it. You know, it's uh, you can you know the Titan cap spray gun. Um, it does have cheap guts, but overall, you, it can take an abuse. But yeah. I'm going to tell you one gun that we started recently spraying with, man. It's a bleeder gun by American Turbine. Hmm. Man, I'm going to tell you, it's a tank. Chris Santel, who I just mentioned earlier for Texas Tough, he starts off his training by throwing the gun in the air <laughs> and letting it hit the ground. Man. Just to show, like, I don't know what he's, he's an ambassador for American Turbine. Yeah. I guess. But um, we're spraying with that, you know, the, the bleeder guns that – uh, you hook the hose up, yep. air is automatically coming out. So yep. it's it's uh, it atomizes the paint, I feel, better. There's no point where that paint is coming out as a droplet. Exactly. Yep. It's just constantly going. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you know, you, it's air is coming out. So after you spray, you're kind of getting a quicker tack coat. Yep. So you can, you know, yep. through. And it just makes it more of a glass tub. But then again, it's, the, it's, your, it's your technique. It's the process. And then... It, Top coat, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, there's a lot of top coats that may be super tough, and I'll just say it like a like a blue label mm-hmm. from a uh, Sharks Grip. 
because it's got a lot of Teflon in it. But then it takes away the downside of that is the shine, the appearance. It's dull. Okay. So you have to add additives like Easy Flow or maybe you know certain things to get it to look a little better. Yeah. Um, this is just me talking. Not even Evan. It's just Ruben. Uh, I found that the Shark Stain Ultra to me, out of all the stuff that I've sprayed, and I've sprayed a lot, like you said earlier, Daniel. People just call you, hey, I got. A, I had a company come from Chicago to my house to pitch to me to start buying uh, their material. I think it was called Liberty mm-hmm. uh, Refinishing. I don't know if you ever heard of them from Chicago, but uh, um, I've sprayed everything that I feel that's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shark Stain Ultra, it's a polyester urethane, just gives me the best finish overall. Have, have any of you sprayed Richards? No. No. I just uh, I just bought a gallon to try out from the same manufacturer I bought the uh, same distributor I bought the the uh, Centurion product from because so I was telling him we do the tubs and all that stuff and he's like oh I have a lot of guys switching from Midwest to this so it's a four to one type of product I don't know if it's any good I'm gonna do a cloth what's, what's it, it called Richard what's it called though? it's a poly it's an aliphatic acrylic polyurethane so it's the is same it called Viper or something yeah like Viper okay, or something yeah. like so that yeah that? is it good yeah, is it good. Bro, I, I did not have a good experience. Uh-huh. I got a callback. Really? With that. You know what they told me? What? You know, inside your the catalyst. They no, told you it was your no, fault? No, they did. Oh. The catalyst has isopolymers in it, right? Uh-huh. If it's in an aluminum aluminum can. It is. And it's, it's I know it is. I yeah. bought it. Those polymers can dissipate over time, right? In an aluminum can. Aluminum can, excuse me. And so the hold isn't there mm. for the catalyst. We, we sprayed a tub and wall surround. Mm-hmm. Got a call back a week later from a real estate agent that calls us all the time. He's like, we put some tape on it. Sure. They just oh. pulled it right off. And I'm like, that cannot happen. And so I called back the company that sold it to me. I'm like, listen, guys, you can't push this out to refinishers in our, in our line of work and it just do uh, that. Yeah. Fall off. Yeah. I've heard things like that. Honestly, there's some guys that swear by Hawks, but I've heard by a lot of refinishers that Hawks sucks too. I don't know. I've never tried their products, though. I yeah, I have. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's just. I guess it just depends on the on the person too, because some guys like spraying heavier stuff. I've hired people that like shooting. Uh, what is their freaking? Starts with a G. I don't know. There's a company that sells. Uh, that they sell this material. It's like, everyone says it's like really watery. I don't know, but you mentioned them earlier. Jeez. We're kind of blessed here with Midwest because Midwest is right there. I've just always used them. I'm going there after this. Yeah, and me too. <laughs> bro, they just they, they have a quality product and it's like it's consistent. Where it's like you know, obviously you want to deliver the best product possible, but I feel like the most important things are that it sticks and doesn't look like shit. Like it doesn't have runs, doesn't have texture all over it. Cuz like you know, Danny always told me this. It's like, I'm not spraying a fucking Cadillac. I'm not spraying a Corvette. Like, tubs are not fucking Ferraris, bro. As long as it looks, like, shiny and good and it sticks, that's the most important thing, right? So he shoots, uh, he uses a material called Polygon. I don't, it's like a local distributor over there, and, and that's what they use. Cause I asked them. Um, but, I mean, a lot of the stuff is very similar. You know, their, a lot stuff, of, their stuff looks good. Yeah. They're in product. But, again, like we were talking about earlier, you could use the paint that NASA puts on spaceships. It's only you as can, good as you prep. You're going to have adhesion failure if you don't prep and 
process is not yep. where it needs to be. Yeah. That's it. So um, I think all of these companies that we're talking about, they do have a, a good, if it was a straight up inferior product, we would know it. Uh, the year. company I was thinking about, it was not with a G, it's Napco. And I, I, some people say that like they like the they like the materials. They're too expensive, though. Apparently, I don't know well, as far as price, but that's what I've heard. Napco's an old school company. I think probably mm-hmm. they've been around a long time. Yeah, you know, um, uh, I've, I got some of the stuff at the house because my brother in law uh, works for a company, and uh, he's let me use some of the product. And so some of this stuff, you know. So you said you use Crosslink, right? You guys, so you, you're not laying down any epoxy primer when you're, when you're cross-linking, or are you just cross-linking and, and top-coating? So it's funny you ask that. So, um, you know, all of these cross-link, they tell you 100% you don't have to etch. Um, Gary out there, EAH, some of the products too. I've just found that etching and priming should be just a for sure thing. Now, the cross-link is a primer, and it's a very good primer. So I won't prime if I'm spraying the uh, that coupling agent okay right um uh, but i definitely will etch etch always hands down uh clean it thoroughly etch it rinse it thoroughly like i said wipe it down with naphtha i'll spray the cross link um eah has something called a power bond Mm -hmm. it's real good stuff um uh, and they don't spray the top coat accordingly you know um but I was using aerospace primer. Aerospace primer to me from Midwest is one of the best primers. That's what we use. Hands down. Yeah, it's one of their best. Like, it's one of the best products on the market. Yeah, it is. It is. We we was spraying. We was priming cabinet doors with it. It's just too expensive mm-hmm. yeah. to do that. Yeah. And so I found a better, just a, a comparable primer. Mm-hmm. It's not as expensive as. You know, yeah. But but you can't go wrong with aerospace. Yeah, that's yeah. what we use on everything. Um. What do you, do you find the new the the new they call it new tech primer at Midwest. Mm-hmm. You find that that wipe on primer comparable to the Crosslink? Which one you like better? Because I've done a couple tubs wiping on their wipe on primer um, and then top coating after. There's no barrier for any sort of like fish eye contaminant control. Like epoxy primer does a good job sometimes creating that barrier between the surface and I'm, like contaminants. For me, it's more about the context, right? So like if you have a tub that is shitty and the environment is shitty, and you want to make sure you're delivering the best thing possible, just pull out the fucking primer, prime it. Can I ask because you it question? gives you a barrier, yeah. like you said. Go I ahead. Want, I want to let this young man talk. I'm, I'm taking all the spotlight. Evan sprays 95, 99% of our bathtubs. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, as far as jumping the conversation. Yeah, man, what you like to do? On? What's your yeah, process? What is, yeah, what do you um, prefer? As far as the process, I prefer, um, I do like the crosslink. Mm-hmm. I love crosslink. What we learned with the epoxy primer. Spraying that, we would have to let it fully dry and sometimes have to sand in between yeah. you know, the primer coat. And uh, I just felt like, you know, it's quicker just to clean, etch, cross-link, and then we're using top coat now. You can spray wet on wet. So mm-hmm. as soon as I uh, spray the cross-link, I switch the next gun and we just it's much quicker. the whole tub. So, yeah, I just like it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot quicker than having to spray the – because that's what we were using at first, the epoxy primer. Yeah. You spray the cross-link on? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, we, we wipe it on. I haven't noticed a big difference. I do s- see sometimes, like, coverage could be a problem, yeah. but I just haven't wiped it twice. But, it, but that's... Because I'm looking to change, make the change, but I've been hesitant because of coverage issues, you know, because I, I always think of everything in an employee sense. Like, if I was doing it, there's no coverage issues. Mm-hmm. But I have to account for that margin of error. What yeah. color do you get the uh, epoxy primer in? In white right now. See, I get it in biscuit. 
Yeah. That way I can see. see yeah, I, yeah. I get it in bone, which is a, it's a little darker, too. But same reason. Like, you don't get those lap marks as much because you could see it so much more clearly. One thing we ran into with aerospace, the only downside to it is that the dry times, because I'm going to spray two coats. Yeah. 30 minutes between each dry time. Yep. And then you, a lot of times if you spray it, if it is not very, very smooth, I still find myself having to do a light sand tack mm-hmm. cloth. Yeah. Because if yeah. not, once you spray the top coat, the next day it'll, it'll feel like sandpaper. Like grit. Yeah. 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 So that's what got us away from that. Yeah, I have I, I have like. some guys that they, they'll thin it a little bit too. Even though Midwest says you don't have to, it just depends on the shipment you get. Because I'm, I'm with you. Like I see that it's sometimes. Temperature based too. Here you could feel it. You don't ever have, you don't have to thin it here in Florida. Because it's always so warm, but I, you know, when it gets colder out, you might have to reduce. But it. but it it is a big benefit that you could just fucking sand it right away, you know. And that, that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for efficiency, uh, one less cleaning session on a gun, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? One less thing to mix and ratios, and one less thing to consider. Crosslink is, it has got my attention because if I can get a guy in there to just wipe a tub real quick, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about dry spray, over spray, uh, switching out your your coatings and cleaning in between gun that's one less spray session or even if it's if he's spraying it just have a gun just for crosslink yeah, yeah that's, that's there's yeah. another um coupling agent we use called qm 1200 okay um it's from ea8 sells that as well and it's also a fish eye eliminator oh. okay that's good stuff we yeah. spray that more or we put that more on fiberglass mm-hmm. have you guys uh, had any issue like so i've never used fish eye eliminator have you i've used it before th- it so works th- does you have you ever had any issues with it no I've adding it to the top coat I feel that if you have an issue with fish eyeing, there's contaminants on the surface. That's the only thing yeah. it could That's be. That's what it could it's be. It's rejecting the paint. I hired a guy uh, once, and he kept having issues with fish eyes, and he kept telling me that I was crazy, that it wasn't the way he was prepping it. So I went and watched his prep, and you know what he was doing? He was the final wipe down of the tub. He was using lacquer thinner. And I told him, that's what it is. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's, it can't be. I'm like, bro, lacquer thinner is recycled. Like, you, if you want virgin grade lacquer thinner, you have to order it by the barrel, bro. The shit they sell at the store is recycled. Even if you got that, I don't by know. the and time you wipe lacquer thinner on that surface, mm-hmm. you come back, it's already dry. You're just bringing dirt right back over. Yeah, and lacquer thinner is not a cleaner, too. That's another thing I tell them. It's like it's a solvent. So, it, it, like you said, you're moving dirt around. It melts down the dirt, and then you, but the particles are still there. Whereas alcohol, like, like uh, denatured alcohol, isn't a fucking cleaner. That shit will clean the shit. That's why Midwest says denatured alcohol lasts. So, like, you know, if you're having issues with stuff like that, especially if you're shooting, you know, Crosslink where it doesn't have a color, and then on top of it you're, you're spraying, like, it's hard to see those little things. you got to make sure you're cleaning as thorough as shit. Yeah, I but noticed that lacquer thinner does a good job with, like, residues. Yes. So if you have, like, some nasty shit, silicone or something on top, it can get that off. Real it quick. loosens it, it breaks up. It breaks it, actually it's breaks it down. Exactly. But then... Um, Denatured alcohol does a good job of absorbing absorbing moisture. Yeah, you know, like if your tub's real wet, you wipe that shit down with denatured real quick. It's gonna it's actually pulls all the moisture out of the tub. Yeah, and you're but you're also actually cleaning it, and that, so yeah. like it's an it's a cleaning agent, and that's why they want you to use that shit last. You know, another thing too, and this is for the people who don't like have problems with top coat without etching, and this is the reason I always etch is because unless you clean the shit thorough as fuck. It's not going to stick because the crosslink will just stick to whatever contaminants on the tub. Right, so the the etch there. burns off the fucking contaminants. Yeah. So that's why it's just easier to just etch it. Yeah. Not only that, the contaminants, the, 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 the slick factory finish. Mm-hmm. You know, without that, there's no tooth. 
mm-hmm. yeah. whatever you're spraying to bite onto. Yeah. And so, you know, you definitely want to etch. And then again, um, after, you, after you rinse it thoroughly, wipe it down. Like again, we use naphtha um, now. Um, we, we've tried all these different things, and I would get um, reaction yeah. sometimes. And, you know, reaction in the residential field, too, it's not cool because no, it's not an option. You know, these people probably took off work, and mm-hmm. the, the the it's a whole the, pain in the ass. The demographic everybody. in Atlanta is a fast-moving, single, professional mm. type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So nobody has the time for you to come back a day or another day, and yeah. so you know, yeah. we kind of learned these things in the field. And, yeah, uh, took care of it appropriately. So, um, when you guys like when you guys use these products, what is the mix like on that? Is it just one to one? Sharp, the blue label is okay. Most of all, all the others are two to one or four to one. Yeah. Um, I got a we have a secret way of mixing up our stuff. I don't do the whole you know, four to one, and yeah, carry the one. Dang, I don't do all that. You know, we, we, we figured out a, yeah, a preset amounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a dummy preset. Yeah, we figured out a good mix. Um, how we mix it as well, not just stir stick, you know, um, and uh, it's, it's it does really well. We want to, we, our, our end result, you know, the product that we're handing over to the customer is, I want it to blow their mind every time. Yeah. What kind of warranty do you guys give? I give a, a limited five-year warranty. Five-year warranty. Our terms. Um, uh, the reason I had to put limited in there is because I literally had customers calling me like, hey, my husband dropped a bowling ball in the bathtub. Come fix it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to distinguish you know, between that. You'd be like, hey. A warranty is not an insurance policy. Exactly. They're different things. Yeah. Your car has a warranty. You take it back to Hyundai. If something's fucked up with it, because of them. And we right? don't have Surface Pro refinishing butlers up? that come over. and We don't have yeah, that. Yeah. People expect, I mean, that's always an issue. It's an issue everywhere. The thing is, uh, people don't know, like, the difference between the two. You know, but I'm trying to, I, I mean, I tell customers all the time. Because I, I give a lifetime warranty on the work. You know, my thinking is, Number one, you do the job right. This shit's not going to just come off. And then it's going to definitely get fucked up by someone before your shit fucks up. So, you know, I, I'll fix things as a courtesy sometimes. But, like, you know, most of the time I just tell them, like, hey, like, this is a warranty, bro. It's not a, it's not a, a insurance. Like, you know, you total your car. You're not going to call Hyundai and tell them, yo, it's under a 30,000-mile warranty. Like, no, bro. It's right. not how it works. Yeah. Insurance. That's a completely different thing, and we don't offer that. So yeah, we in had my, a situation in, like that. Yeah, in my spiel, I always tell people, you know, when I send that last invoice mm-hmm. to you, you, go to my website, top right hand corner, you're going to see the warranty information, which is lengthy, mm-hmm. and then underneath that, most important is the care instructions. Yeah, right. If you utilize those care instructions properly, it's, it's going to last a lot longer than five years. You got to remember that it's a coating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing too abrasive. Don't put old school grandmas put a whole gallon of bleach in there mm-hmm. overnight. You don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually says in my care instructions, if you wouldn't, you put it on your car. Don't put it on your bathtub. That's, that's exactly what I was about to say. That, that's the easiest way to dumb it down for people. And matter of fact, most of the shit you use on your car is fine to use on the tub, bro. You want to wax it. You want to clean it. Those things are safe because they're they're made for sensitive coatings, right? But like, who the hell's out there bleaching and using a magic eraser on their car, bro? No one. You know, that bleaching shit, that's exactly why they call us. That dulls porcelain. Mm-hmm. When they do that for years, then they wonder why their t- tub is dull. You know, the molecules in bleach never stop spinning. They're always going. That's why you have to have bleach neutralizer mm-hmm. to kill it. And so you're just wiping bleach. I mean, bleach is good for certain things. If that's all you have that one time, yeah. but a constant, yeah, it's going like, to compromise the color. 
attention. I look at well, bleach like you might you're gonna disinfect. It. It's different than a cleaning. But also, I mean? people don't read the fucking label of the bleach. They'll buy pure bleach and fucking pour it in the tub, and you're supposed to dilute it. It's like people don't read that shit. You're supposed to put it in a spray bottle. Put like a quarter of the bottle and the rest with water, bro. It's our job to teach these folks. People just go and get it. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. They yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have. We have like uh, care instructions that we send to every customer because I'm like, you have to follow this. And you just heard the conversation with him with a customer right before the podcast started on like what the expectations are of this service. You know, mm-hmm. they think that, th- that we're going to refinish their tub and it's just going to be perfect forever. Like, the, the original surface wasn't even perfect forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm you have to care for this. Not perfect. Exactly. Um, so do you guys, we also do these things called inlays. Do you guys, do you guys, have you heard of that yet? Yeah. yeah. Don't you, you don't like them? We just don't do it. We haven't did that yet. It's a pretty good service, man. It's a good way to make money. It's very quick. Very, yeah, yeah. and no spraying. Uh, bath fitters in Atlanta, they do that. They do that? Yeah. That's just like putting in bathtubs? No, so what it is is like uh, when you get those cracks on a fiberglass unit on the floor, you know how we shoot foam, we can do a fiberglass resin patch. Instead of doing all that, um, they create this new custom, uh, it's a custom template. So you go and take some quick measurement, it takes about five minutes on a, on a unit. Mm-hmm. If you're doing like the multifamily thing and you know all the units are the same, you already know what you need. Um, we use a company called New Bath. Um, we send in our measurements, they send us a fiberglass board. And pretty much pre-cut to the to the measurements. You it looks it looks like a bath mat, and what it's it do, but right it's really thick. Fits right in, and they use a marine grade adhesive. It's a two part adhesive that once it's on, it's forever. Bro, it doesn't come off. It fuses with the floor. So what it does is you can shoot some foam under the floor, but what it does is it disperses the pressure, so it won't continue to crack. You know, we've all been there where you do a fiberglass patch, and a year or two later, it's going to crack again because as that foam continues to put pressure on that foam, that foam creates that little gap, and as it squishes down, this actually creates support beyond the crack. Mm-hmm. So, so, I was, so I was mistaken. So when I was thinking the inlay, you seen the, I'm sorry, you've seen the actual... Bath fitter. Like bath oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Those, yeah. those are liners. Yeah, yeah. No, this so, is a, it's like a sticker, almost, that only goes on the floor. Yeah. And um, it takes about an hour to apply. You could charge between five to six hundred dollars just for to that, apply it. bro. I, I so I'm, I I did an apartment complex and we did like fifteen units for them, brand new place. All of the tubs were cracking on the floor, and they kept having people and they kept breaking open. There's no support underneath, and even with shooting foam, it's like you already the the structure's compromised already, right? Because the cracks are cracked, bro. Right. Can't uncrack it. So we're looking at a solution. These guys hit him up and mm-hmm. he tells me about it. I tried over there, stopped the issue, and I'm charging those people like. $1,400 a room. So we install those, and then we refinish the whole enclosure, like a tub and walls type of thing. And you can still sell the refinishing process to like yeah. make it that brand-new right. oh, surface right. type of thing. Exactly. And it comes out phenomenal, bro. And their company, they actually gave us, well, like a 10% credit because yeah. we, I referred him, and we, now we're both doing business. Everything he sells on, we get like a 10% credit with them. Um, so like their incentive program is good. So if you're putting in some, some numbers, you know, it, it's definitely worthwhile. Um, and admit, and then you don't have to spray either. You don't that's, have that's to. That's another benefit. You can spray, um, but the fact that you don't have to, and it's a permanent solution. Mm-hmm. It's not like something you have to go wondering, like, damn, we might be back three years from now. You know what I mean? It's done. You do that, it's, it should not break again. You're basically like, putting a new floor on the top. Go ahead. They, like, color match it, too, as well? or like Yeah, they have, yeah. like, they have like typical bone, almond, white. You know what I mean? Uh, if you want to do something custom, you'll have to spray the unit, but the the the... the unit itself the the patch you're applying is refinishable Mm -hmm. so it's compatible with our coating so it it also has non-skid on it yeah like it has a slip resistance on it 
So, like, you, if you're applying it bare on there and you match the color, it's not going to, like, be slippery or anything. And the thing I like about it, and he was saying, like, the measurements are easy to do. Matter of fact, you could literally just, you know, give them the measurements with, like, measuring tape. And, like, you tape out, you put, like, what everything, you know, measures. You could show them what it looks yeah, like. Show you but you could send them a picture of it. And that's they'll just make it. That's all you have to do. And we did a fucking, I did a jacuzzi. Like, it was one of those ones that's almost the size of, like, those bowl tubs. You know, like, those gl- those claw foots that don't have the feet. Right. But it was, like, a fat, just, like, garden tub. Garden tub. And I sent one of my texts over there. Um, and, I, like, bro, the board was this big, but it fit perfectly. They're, like, super, like, on it with the measurements. So, uh, you could even do, like, a little cutout for the drain. Everything. Yeah. Completely custom. If you got some crazy-ass unit... That has like you just you've never seen something like that. You take those measurements and they're just gonna stamp that thing out to fit perfect. And for that piece alone, I charge five hundred because it costs one hundred forty to get the thing. So their I'm customer charging. service is good. They'll, they have videos on their website on the whole like this is measurement process. New bath. New bath, yeah. You go on their website and and let them know that we recommended you, and they'll actually you know they support that. So they they're trying to build their business too. So if uh, you let them know that we recommended you, they'll incentivize us as well. I'm going to try to find a picture of, because uh, I know Danny was doing, the Danny put us on game with the concrete, applying concrete under fiberglass units. That's another permanent, that's very labor intensive co- compared to this. We, we tried that first at that apartment complex, and you know what happened? It fucking broke anyway. Did it? So Yeah. Oh. So that's why we switched. I, we came to the conclusion that it has more to do at this point with the quality of the fiberglass itself too. Right. It's not just one thing, right? Yeah. Like, once the structure was compromised from not having anything under it, the cracks are cracking this way, bro. So you could put something underneath, but it's, the structure's already fucked. So what do you got to do? You got to put something to stop the structure from continuing to break that way. And putting this, you're essentially putting a new floor on it. So it's great. You could charge good for it. And, you know, you're actually solving a problem. So that's what I like about it. All right, so... This is how you would take a measurement. Mm-hmm. You line it up with tape, you know, take your little measurement, and then you write the measurements right on the tape. Take mm-hmm. a picture. I send this photo straight. I submit it as a form on their website, mm-hmm. and they just send me it. Like, so they're based out of here, out of Florida, so it takes two days to get to us. Yeah. Maybe take a little longer, but probably not. You're in Georgia, so it's not that far. So they cut, out the, they cut the drain out. Yep, so yeah, they cut the drain out, and it goes right around that drain. You'll take a measurement from, like, end of the drain to the other end of the drain they'll know exactly how to cut that that circle out they'll cut all that contours they won't be like uh pointy pointy angles like that it'll be nice and circled out yeah so that if it looks natural fit um but you can't beat it man but the thing is is that one thing i noticed the adhesive is so good you have like zero time to work with it you gotta be you gotta be on it so like that first yeah it's i would recommend if you buy a kit apply it to something as a practice unit to get get custom with that adhesive because once it's on, bro, it's not coming off. They Like I asked her, I had a unit that lifted. My guy didn't put enough adhesive in one spot. And I was like, is this something that I need to rip off and reapply? She's like, you're not getting that shit off. She was like, you need to lift it up, take some adhesive, mix it, put it in a Ziploc bag, almost like a icing right, right. thing and, and squirt some in there and try to shove it in and get it back down because once it's on there, it's on there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a great product. It's something that me and him found interesting because in this industry specifically, sometimes you have that feeling like you're giving them a temporary solution that could possibly have problems again later down the road. I don't like doing work that I can't guarantee. Yeah. So that's what it is. 
Yep, and this is a, this is one of the things that is permanent, so you could feel good to back it with a lifetime warranty type of deal. Yeah, right. and with a lifetime warranty, you could sell at a much higher price. Yeah, right. So th- that's another reason why I do it. Other than the, you know the thing that it should last, but obviously you could charge people more, and I'm I'm cool with it, bro. If somebody calls me 15 years from now. And they're still living in the same house. Kudos to them, bro. Yeah, that's another thing. The average person's only living in a house for about five exactly. years now. Exactly, bro. Do, the, yeah. do the, the numbers, search it up. The average American moves every four and a half years, bro. It's different now. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. Yep. Yeah, man. People don't live in the same place forever. But, yeah, that, man, those inlays, we have a sample of it. I'll show you, like, these little ones, the ones that they give you. Yeah, on the, yeah. They give you a little you key can ring see to what sell. It looks like. like, they give you products to help sell the product. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So you can, someone could tangibly touch it if you're doing an in-home consultation type of thing. Take the little key ring. They can see the different colors, feel the material, uh, s- feel the non-slip texture on the on the little slab. It's like a little mini cutout. On the ring. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's a really, really it's good, good like system. And yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that tip. Yeah, man. I think you'll make some money with that for sure. Yeah. Let's end this one here. We'll pick it up on another one and keep on going that way because 30, 36 minutes already. We're, we're jumping through it today, man. That's it. All right. You've been listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.